The next generation of ministry deserves to be molded and prepared now. With their influences ranging from the music to social media to their friendships, the question is, how do we find a way to make the church and God their biggest influence? How do we build relationships and our ministry to shine light in the kingdom of God? Today, I, Justice Gregory, am joined by my co-hosts Austin Greer and our guests, Jason Hood and Christian Naylor, to discuss the importance of next generation ministry and how they've approached it. This is the Kingdom Advance Podcast. Welcome back to the Kingdom Advance Podcast, Episode 3, with uh, Justice Gregory, Austin Greer, representing Church Outreach, Campbellsville University. We have two special guests today, Christian Naylor and Jason Hood. Special guy. Special guy. (laughs) You're a special man. Did y'all plan that? I hate this episode already. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us. Um, Give a little background of you two. Christian is youth pastor at Russell Springs First Baptist Church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Jason serves as campus pastor here in Three Trees, Campbellsville. Um, but thank you guys for joining us today. Yeah, hey, man. It's awesome to be here. Uh, I've been watching the two episodes you guys mm-hmm. put out. They're great. Love it what you're doing. Yeah. Studio looks awesome. Uh, so I'm excited. It's yeah, thank fun. you guys for the invite. Uh-huh. Um, just respect what you guys do, all of you. Uh, you know, just over the last several years, you know, you guys have done amazing things. So. I'm uh, glad to be hanging out with some amazing guys today. Yeah, and when we, we were thinking of who to get on the episodes, we immediately thought of you two. You guys have not only impacted church outreach, but Campbellsville as a whole, the community. Um, you guys have poured back into the community more than we could ask. And so we just wanted to get inside of your minds. Talk a little bit about youth ministry, mentorship today. It could be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it, could it could be, be very dangerous. scary, man. That could be bad. <laughs> um, you guys have always given back to people younger than you, um, taking what you've learned and giving it right back to youth. Why is that? Because that, that's intrigued me from the day I met both of you. You always like have a heart for young people. Yeah, um, I think the, the reason I love the thought of giving back to youth, and uh, whether it's middle school or high school or even just now, like college kids even being younger, is um, I'm so passionate about the church. Uh, in the body of Christ and where it's going, I really feel that uh, that the next generation, we're going to be the next generation of leaders, but if there's not leaders in that next generation, then there's not going to be leaders in the future. Yep. And gosh, I, I just think about that I, I am so excited for this next generation, but also I'm so passionate because, uh, man, studies show that when kids leave high school, uh, it, whether they've been in youth group or in church, uh, their whole lives, or mom and dads went their whole lives. Studies show that when they leave the church to go to college or the workforce or whatever it is, that, I mean, there's a huge percentage that don't come back to church. Mm. And what makes me so passionate is that I want to see people uh, discipled and mentored in high school and in middle school, but that when they get into uh, college that they don't quit going to church that it's not their mom and dad's faith that it's just not this thing that they just did and were dragged to but that God and Jesus Christ is their passion so w- no matter where they leave whether they leave 500 miles or five minutes away uh, that they would be plugged into a church uh, and just plugged into what God's doing and that's just my passion is uh, I'll say this that my goal in youth ministry that's what I tell people my goal is that when they leave high school uh, that 
they would be able to leave and go anywhere uh, and make that decision to go to church on their own. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't need me to tell them anymore, need anybody else, but that that very faith would be their own. Yeah, absolutely, man. I echo everything that that, uh, Christian is saying. Um, You know, I think um, when you think about a younger generation, you know, they're not just the church of tomorrow. They are the church of today. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's so important to to invest um, in a younger generation, middle school, high school students. And, um, you know, I want to see, you know, young people have uh, experiences in God, experiences in the presence of God where they, they, they're not only learning, but they're growing, they're flourishing. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to create a place to where young people can plug into the body of Christ. You know, they're not just a face in the crowd, but where they know like, hey, you know, this is, you know, when it comes to students ministry, you know, it's not just, uh, it's not just the church's students ministry. It's not just Pastor Jason's student ministry. Like this is our students ministry. Yeah. We have a place to plug in. We have a role to play. We have a significance in the kingdom of God. And uh, because the Bible says um, in Psalms 92, 13, that those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of their God. And that's what I want to see for students is that they're planted. And when they're planted, they're going to flourish. And just like Christian shared a moment ago, that I think um, in the early stages of their life, you know, if they can get plugged in and they can get connected now um, and they experience God, it will shape them for the rest of their life. And, you know, um, students aren't going to be perfect. Uh, we all we all know what it's like. And um Oh, yeah. I really believe, I've been, like, I've been you know, I was, yeah, <laughs> I was, I was sharing this with my students last night that you know I know what it's like to be where you are. I was not perfect, and I didn't always get it. I didn't always understand it. And even when I was in their seat, like, I felt like you know the word of God, like, it doesn't always make sense, you yeah. know, when I'm their age. But you know, when they're when they're doing their part and they're trying to plug in, they're trying to experience God. When they get older, they're going to look back on this season of their life and they're going to realize like, hey, God really was speaking to me. And there's going to be some lessons that they learned uh, and, and life lessons and experiences that they're experiencing now that they're probably going to get the revelation of it when they're older, later on down the road. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, I really was learning something. I really was experiencing something. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want students to understand. And, and um, you know, um, it, students' ministry can be challenging. And, um, but I think what keeps me going, what keeps me ticking is just looking back and, you know, you talk about passion, you know, how, yeah. you know, why do we have a passion for it? And I, I think for me, it was, it was being uh, in a students-like atmosphere, you know, whether it was students' ministry, whether it was students' church camps in the summer, but it, it laid a foundation for my life to experience more of God, and it kept me plugged in, it kept me connected. And so what keeps me going, what keeps me ticking is that, um, you know, students aren't always going to get it. There's going to be frustrating moments with them. There's going to be challenging moments with them. But as as leaders, as pastors, we're planting seeds. Yeah. And I didn't get it when I was their age either. It didn't all click for me at once. But the seeds kept getting poured into me, kept getting planted. It takes a while to grow yeah, too. Absolutely. Kept getting watered. And then one day, it all clicked. It all clicked. And I, I, I finally made that decision. Hey, I'm going all in to serve Jesus. And that's what keeps me going because I know, hey, if we just keep planting, we keep watering, maybe for this younger generation one day, it's going to click for them too, and they're going to get it. I, I think you have always done a great job of that. At your, I can't speak to your youth ministry. It's yeah, terrible. Never been over. <laughs> it's kind of what I assumed. But um, I think you have always done a great job of that. I've, I have friends who have always been involved in your old church and have always just spoken really well about like what you all do for them. It's like when I look back at my youth ministry, I, like, like the church I was at, 
um, it was just fun. Like we had a good time, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure I ever grew. And I hmm. think that's why like when I got to college, I made some decisions that weren't the best for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And maybe why I was like finding reasons to tell mom and dad, like, Hey, I'm not going to be at church this Sunday. And I was literally in Camelsville three minutes away from my church. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you touched on kids like going and making that decision to like, um, to not be there. Um, so what do you think drives them to that? Cause for me, it was like, I'm here. So it, it was just like the not want to, but then like when I moved to Florence, um, yeah. for that span of time, it was about being comfortable enough to plant myself in another church. Yeah. So they, they could just wait to different reasons. Yeah, so say the question again, what what makes them maybe not want? Yeah, like when they get to that point, like what do you think drives them to that? I think. And how do we address it, really? I think what drives them is the opportunity to, you know, like when you leave college, you guys remember, I mean, it's like freedom, like yeah. freedom, like this is great. Uh, even in Campbellsville, bro, there's freedom in Campbellsville. Uh, I just remember going to college and thinking, wow, this is like, I don't, my mom and dad don't have to wake me up. If I want to sleep in, I can sleep in. If I want to go do this, I can do that. Like, I don't have to tell them I'm going to Lexington. I don't have to tell them. And I think what, I think it may be the excitement and being able to do their own thing. Um, I think that's the reason that they might not come back. And then, like Jason was saying, if they don't have that strong foundation, they're not going to see the importance. So, for example, like you said, if, if you didn't have that, strong foundation you're not going to see the importance of coming back to church you're like well church is church you know like you know i'll just go back eventually but but when you are uh when you are rooted in christ and you have that foundation that you're going to want to go back and and i think our problem uh that i'm trying to address uh, with students and with anybody i come in contact with is that you want to have that love for christ uh to where no matter what situation in life you're in whether you're alone whether with your family uh, whether you're in a new place, new season of life, that you're going to have that passion that, hey, God's going first, and I'm going to put that time in. And I think just the problem is why they don't come back is they don't have Christ as their first priority yeah. uh, and the excitement of the new world kind of, hey, this looks better. This is more yeah, shiny. Sure. And you guys do a really good job of – because there has to be a fine line in youth ministry between almost babying them and then, like, setting that – foundation for their next step of life and that's what you two do really good and you you get to kind of minister to adults more so as well and so finding that fine line between okay yes i'm your youth minister but i'm setting you up for the next step in your life and so like what does that look like because you can't be so close to them and baby them so much but you're just preparing them for what's next what does that look like i think i think for for i heard a, a great quote um uh, over the last few years, and I, I couldn't tell you where I heard it, but when you talk about babying, you know, students, um, here, here's the way it looks when it comes to, to this younger generation is that middle school students, they want to be uh, mom and pop. They, they, yeah. they, need to be, they need to be babied. Mm-hmm. High school students, you know, they, they're feeling like they're coming in, into their own. Yeah. They feel like they are older than they are. And um, they want to be empowered. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to be mom and pop. So, so middle school students, mom and pop. High school students, yeah. they want to be empowered. They want to do things on their own. But college students, when they come to college, yes, there is an element of freedom there. For the first time ever, they're having freedom, even here in Campbellsville. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're just experiencing freedom for their life, making their own decisions, their own schedules, taking care of themselves. Um, but there's that need that they want to be mom and pop again. That that's, why, that's why college students you know, really begin to learn, like, and they begin to request, like, hey, man, I need a mentor in my life. I need a voice in my life. And um, so so college students, they want to be mom and pops because for the first time, you know, they are out on their own. They're experiencing life. They're having new experiences. And so they want to um, – hello, it's the Holy Spirit calling. 
Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And so anyway, uh, yeah, the college students want, want to be mom and pops, um, and, and, and they want to have voices and mentors in their life as well. So um, I, don't, I don't know if that totally no, answers that is your good. question. Um, I think yes. you, you had spoke on, on, on some about, you know, the kind of the role I play, mm-hmm. you know, doing students and, and then also serving as a, as a pastor for adults. And there is a very fine line, yeah. and it's not the easiest thing in the world. And I've even tried to adjust, you know, weekly schedules, you know, even around uh, what type of ministry and what hat I was wearing for that time of the week. Yeah. But it's 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 definitely challenging. Um, I, I think I think one discovery that that we may have made, like you know, while it has worked for a season, don't know that it's the perfect fit. Because yeah. um, uh, you know, you know, one day you are wearing the student's hat. You gotta you gotta cut up with students. Be you know, build a relationship with students, and um, and then the next day, you know, you're wearing that pastor hat. And um, yeah, and so it's a uh, it, it can be challenging and. Uh, it's almost, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, that meme um, that's on um, social media. I can't give you word for word, but did you see that um, it's, a, it's a meme of a, it's a, it's a basketball coach, and it says, and it's, and it's the basketball coach hugging the student versus uh, hugging the parent. And so in that meme, the coach comes off of a game win with his player, and he's giving high fives, giving chest bumps, saying, let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go. And then he turns around, and here's the other coach of the opposing team. He just sticks his hand out. It's very yeah. proper. So yeah. that's 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 yeah. the way it's like with uh, with pastoring students uh-huh. versus pastoring, you know, people. Is You know, you, you can be a little bit more loose right. with students and uh, be a fun guy, and then uh, a little bit more. Uh, then you have all these other folks that are, that are looking in on you as, as a pastor. And I was going to note that when I first – I was so – shocked when I met really you because you were a goofball and I was like but but you had such a high status of being like the goofball because people respected that like the level of like intimacy through having childlike faith really and like not trying to be the the best in the room not trying to be like the highest standard but just like relaxed being goofy being fun yeah not the scholar just like and you spoke on enthusiasm my freshman year of college at, yeah. in front of all the freshmen, and you were dancing on stage. But people respected that because you weren't above you weren't above everybody. You were just on the same level. So how important is that? Yeah, that's uh, that's crucial. I think um, Craig Rochelle says in his leadership podcast. Uh, I don't know if it's word for word. If you ever listen to his, but he says a leader, uh, people want to follow a leader, and I might be butchering this, but they want to follow a leader. Uh, who is truly them, uh, rather than being someone they're not, and yeah. it goes to the effect of that, and that's just my whole life. And it's something I, it's funny because I kind of struggle with that. I kind of struggle. I want to be like other people, um, and I'm not being myself, uh, and, and that's a struggle I have. But at the same time, I work so hard that I want to just be Christian Naylor. That that mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not Jason Hood. I'm not Austin right. Greer. I'm not Justice Gregory. Praise um, God. But <laughs> yeah, praise <laughs> the Lord. We don't need two justices. <laughs> uh, but. Just trying to be myself, and that's one thing I've always wanted to be is just be myself and uh, be comfortable in my own yeah. skin. Uh, that was that's kind of the goal. I, I love that you said that because you know it, you're talking about you know you know again kind of the roles that I play. You know, there was several years ago, like I had I, I learned a, a good lesson, and it was from a guy that was in our congregation. And you know, when you talk about you know it's it's especially when you're young and you're learning and you're growing and you're trying to find yourself in ministry and who you are. And you have, you know, mentors in your life and, and, and people that you watch and, you know, even, I guess, kind of, um, you know, just b- begin to, like, watch even certain pastors and leaders just, you know, 
um, across America, and there's guys that you just like like love to listen to, and just you know you want to learn. You're like, man, if I could, you know, if I could preach, I would want to preach like that. And yeah. and uh, but I learned a, a valuable lesson a few years ago. I actually got up to preach um, on a Sunday morning to one of our locations, and and uh, one of the first things that I that I said was. Um, I said, I, no, I kind of welcomed, you know, welcomed the crowd. We was getting ready to dive into the word. And, and, I, and, and I said, uh, you know, uh, you know, we appreciate our senior pastor. He's, he's out of town today and, uh, you guys are stuck with me. And I kind of made a joke of it, but it was, it was after that service that uh, a guy had actually messaged me. He was in our congregation. He said, he said, listen, he said, you know what? Um, the world needs you to be you, you know, the world yeah, needs Jason Hood. You know, we don't need um, uh, uh, another uh, senior pastor or pastor, Pastor Eric. We don't need another Pastor Eric. You know, we don't need any other person. We need Jason Hood to be Jason Hood. And yeah. and they Amen. really taught me a valuable lesson to really become, you know, kind of comfortable in my own skin. And yeah. be, be who God has made you to be. Absolutely. And not be apologetic about yeah. it. And, you know, I, I am who I am. And and, and exactly. let, let, let's get with it. And we love it. And, and like you said, like Greer mentioned, if I'm dancing on stage, uh, I think you, the mark of character is that you do the same thing behind closed doors uh, as you do when people are in front of you. And, and, and for example, like if you went to my house, if you put a video camera in my house and you can ask Gabrielle, like if we're cooking dinner at night, I'm being so goofy uh, and dancing and just doing the dumbest stuff while cooking. I'm going to do that same thing when I'm with other people. Now, of course, sometimes you, I lower it down a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I'm hanging out with the deacons at church, I might lower it down a bit, you know, but, um, but yeah, just be yourself. Uh, and that's good advice from Jason as well. Um, I think that like sometimes we struggle with a lot of relatability and then like trying to be someone else. Mm-hmm. So like we want to stay relatable. And I think from like a young age or when I met you in high school, I thought you were just always really relatable. Like I, like you came in and talked to us mm-hmm. and the coolest thing is being able to see you evolve from high school to like where when I was in high school to where you are. I didn't know you when you were in high school. I was like, I was like five. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, my age. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's like to see like where you were from like when I was in high school to where you are now. It's like um, you've grown to like this. Uh, you were like a youth minister to now you're just like a pastor. Like you can just tell like there's just like a, like an evolution for you. And like I want to talk about if it's like in your life something that's like made that change happen for you, like whether it be like your family, um, your kids, because like you're the only one here with kids. So like I said, you can't eat whole, bro. But um, I'm just playing. Um, but, um, y'all, gonna, y'all gonna make me say my age. Y'all no, gonna make me say my age. You don't have to. All right. But I um, want to. So yeah, I just want to. I just want like what, like, what, like what you credit that to, because like we're all in a place like we're gonna look to evolve and yeah. change our ministry yeah. one day. So like yeah. just like where, where like and you have came from. two. Newly engaged yeah. and a newly congratulations. wedded, yeah. Congratulations. So I mean, we're all like life's changing. So what you got for us? Y'all three, like, yeah, yeah. You two just got engaged. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And then Christian just, just married. Just I mean, still newlywed. I mean, you're still you are still honeymooning, bro. So yeah, um, I I don't know that that I have a like like specific. You know what? What do you give the credit to? Mm-hmm. I think it's. Um, a lot of times, you know, I think it's uh, it's a combination of several things. You know, I think it's uh, the school of, you know, experiencing the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know, growing in God. But also it feels like the school of hard knocks. And yeah, you, you learn a lot of hard lessons. And, and over, what you guys are going to find in your life uh, is that you're going to learn um, in ministry and in life pretty much two ways. You're going to learn from mistakes and you're going to learn from mentors. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... Uh, and it's 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 really seemed like it's been that way, and um, you know I've I've made a lot of mistakes, a lot of bonehead mistakes that I've had to really learn from, 
and um, that, you know, mistakes that I've made in the past, I look back and just like, I cannot believe I was that stupid. Um, but, you know, you learn and you grow as you go. And um, I think if you ask any leader anywhere you go, like, like uh, you begin to, to talk about their success and what they have achieved. And over the years, you know, they're going to start talking about their failures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think, I think in my life, you know, I think, you know, I've learned, I've learned from mistakes and mentors along the way. And, um, and so I, it's just a process. And um, uh, I, I don't even know how you say trust the process. I don't know how you say that, but you just got to, yeah. to know and understand that, that, hey, God's still working on me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that I've just had to, to, to learn over the course of the last few years, um, even from when you were in high school and you were a senior. And, you know, I think, uh, I think it was your class that, that um, that you know some of the classmates that you had were, were some of the students that I, that was one of the best years that I felt like I ever had as a student's mm-hmm. guy because I built some really strong connections and and students who are now like like hands on in ministry Jordan and Hunter and, uh, and, those you know, Jordan, Hunter mm-hmm. and Kayla and like I mean they they're, they're all in yeah. and um and so you know so I don't know I think it's um just just over the years and I, and I think trying to really learn. You know the difference of, um, you know, when you talked about when you talked about you know having to, to wear two different hats, you know, students pastor versus pastoring a church location. Um, I, I think you know you, you gotta. It's just like like even when you're speaking, when you're preaching, you gotta know your audience. Um, you know, I can't. You know, I can't when I'm preaching to adults on a Sunday morning. When I get that opportunity, like I can't be be as goofy right. as I probably would yeah. with students. Yeah. And so you got to know your audience, and I think for me on a, on a weekly basis and, and settings and knowing, hey, what do I got going on next? What's the next meeting? Who am I reaching next? And it's the same thing in life every day, like yeah. like knowing your audience and kind of knowing what lane that I'm in for this day or for part of this day. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And so, and so I think it's just a lot of that, all of that, you know, learning lessons and and doing life with people and. Um, learning to have relationships with people and wanting to see people grow and flourish, um, you know, it's um, it's just it's just a process, and you just take one yep. step at a time. And there are going to be times like you know, even as you guys are young, you know, there are going to be times when you you knock it out of the park, and that's awesome. That's great. You can build upon that. There's also going to be times that you're going to fail, you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to learn lessons. But that's great too. You're going to build upon that as well, and and so just one step at a time, and you know, learning from God. And then from mistakes and mentors. And talking about the importance of mentors, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't get into youth ministry unless there was someone that impacted your life significantly. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, that's what draws me to youth ministry because I know when I was youth, people poured into me and I can never repay what they gave me. Absolutely. So, like, what is the importance of that mentor? Like, what does that look like for you? I think... The importance, the importance of a mentor is, uh, whether it's in youth ministry, whether it's in finances, business, what, whatever it might be, um, the importance of a mentor is that, believe it or not, you don't know everything in the world. Uh, and it's hard for some people to realize, but we don't. And I think what is crucial about a mentor is that uh, you don't truly know about something until you experience it. Uh, so, for example, I just got into youth ministry this year, uh, but I've learned from other mentors, and I went and interviewed people and just talked to people about youth ministry, um, and because the reason is I haven't experienced it. I was in youth ministry. I did camp ministry, but I didn't do youth ministry, and 
because I didn't do it, I didn't truly know about it uh, because I hadn't experienced it. Yeah. So I think the key to mentors is that you take somebody that has experienced something and you learn from that experience. Because if you have no experience, you can't truly know what it means, but you can take from others. And for example, like um, example of mentor, Jason was our marriage counselor. Mine and Gabrielle's, him and uh, his lovely wife, Ryan, was our marriage counselor. Still praying, still praying for <laughs> Yeah, well, they still, still praying for us. We need it. Um, but they did an awesome job, and we loved every bit of it. But we had to have mentors, uh, and I encourage you guys, don't get married unless you get counseled first. Uh, yeah, do that pre I am not a professional counselor, so we're not going to call it counseling. <laughs> I will do my best, too. I will give you guidance. I will give you guidance. Absolutely, I will give you guidance. You were Doug. I will give you guidance the best I can. Awesome, because I've never been married before. Yeah. Uh, but he had been married. And um, congrats on your marriage, by the way. Uh, but I, we learned, me and Gabriel learned so much from Jason and Ryan, yeah. and, um, their experience. And, and like I said, since we've never been in marriage, there are so many little things that you can never know unless you had a mentor. And it's the same with youth, youth ministry. I met with the youth minister at my church back home in Russellville, Stephen Cross. He wasn't actually mine, um, but uh, he's at our church now. And I just learned so much from him over the years on how to do ministry and do it effectively. Yeah. Because when you haven't been in something, it's kind of scary to go into it. Yeah, uh, and those mentors pick that up. And one final question for you, Jason, as we wrap up. Um, talking about marriage. I mean, I, I think this is going to be a really good listen for anyone, any young adult, really, or anyone that's in marriage, anyone that's youth, in youth ministry. But touch on this. How big of a role has your wife played? I mean, we're we're about to get married. Like, how important is it to um, include her in your ministry? Because people hear, like, oh, I'm the youth minister. But I don't think people understand the extent of the, the wife in that yeah, youth ministry. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, the Bible says who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think so the role that my wife has played, you know, with me in students' ministry, huge. It's been just, just, just huge. <laughs> and um, I feel like um, – I, I can even, uh, I mean, she's she she's the backbone of our house, you know, and um, you know she is, um, you know she takes she she takes care of our kids. She's raising our kids and teaching them to pray, teaching them the word of God, and and uh, but you know over the course of the several years that we've been in students ministry together, you know, um, you know, just like you guys have have paid us some you know very kind compliments, you know, even in this conversation. I think that there are young girls, you know, all across this region that would say the exact same thing when it comes to my wife, Ron, and um, because that that's one thing that you know, as as a as a young pastor, you know, you know, when it comes to uh, to young ladies and females, there's 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 not a whole lot of interaction there that and you know, speaking into their life other than the speaking to their life other than from a pulpit standpoint, you know, preaching and and uh, but when your wife is there with you in students ministry and she can kind of be there and and just really pouring into and investing in young ladies and young women it makes a huge difference in their life and i've even been able to to tell in 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 seasons you know watching watching you know when your student students ministry is is growing a little bit or it may seem like it's declining a little bit i feel like when uh my wife has has you know kind of been behind the scenes and she's mm -hmm. not been involved like i see a difference you know uh um like when she's kind of more behind the scenes helping me as opposed to kind of being all in with me, there's a difference there because 
um, in, in a negative way because she, you know, when you have your wife alongside of you, they make such a huge impact. Larger perspective. Lar- too. Yeah, just a huge impact on, on young ladies that will be um, in the students' ministry. And, um, and I mean, like, I just even got to give her total credit. You know, I, you know, she used to lead our kids' ministry across the board, you know, four to three trees. And, you know, we was talking about, you know, your classmates, Justice, mm-hmm. a few moments ago. You know, uh, Ryan played a huge role in Kayla's life, and now Kayla is leading our kids' ministry across yeah. the board. And so, like, Ryan literally, like, helped mentor and shepherd her importance mm-hmm. her, and to till this day they still just have a phenomenal relationship. And, and, uh, and so a wife just, just makes it just, even, even personally, just having that prayer covering, having, you know, that encouragement, you know, you know, the, the wife is constantly encouraging you and believing you, praying for you, mm-hmm. you know, you got this, you're going to do a great, great job. Yeah. And, and, um, but even challenging at times, you know, um, you know, even when it comes to preaching to students, you know, on a, on a weekly basis, you know, you, you feel the pressure of, Hey, I, I, I need to have a fresh word, need to have a fresh mm-hmm. word. And, and, um, you know, she's, um, you know, she's always kind of coming behind behind me, you know, even challenging me like, hey, you, you got a new word, you're ready to go, you know, right. don't, don't don't be preaching the same old stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, so, it's been ch- so I think you guys are going to discover, you know, no matter what you are doing, you know, in ministry or even in life, you know, the, the wife um, plays just a huge role in your life and what you do. And, um, you know, I was I was taught, you know, and, and even in a mentor to shepherding way, that, that the most important decision you will ever make as a person going into ministry is more than where you go and what you do is who you will marry yeah. because they have such that much impact on what you're going to do and, and, and how you're going to do it. That's good. Um, yeah, that's kind of unreal, actually. It's cool, it's cool to listen to, like especially when you're just like at this stage yeah, and you're just starting like you like figure out how, like, how big it really is. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, but it's also a comforting to know you made the right decision mm-hmm. like when you hear that stuff. So, yeah. um, and I appreciate you guys coming on today and just it's been a lot of fun. pouring it's been a lot back of fun. in. I mean, the amount of knowledge, wisdom, I mean, enthusiasm you've poured back into this university community and just us, it's unreal. So thank you guys for coming on thank you guys for listening that is a wrap for episode three of the kingdom advance podcast That's a wrap.